welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. You know, one of the places that we can get stuck the most often, and it is one of the places that can be the scariest, can be the most frustrating, can be the most restricting and conniving and painful places to be stuck is in our own minds. When we're stuck in our own minds of just spinning or ruminating and worrying about something, that can be a very painful place to be stuck. Stuck in our own thinking. And I have a lot of experience with this. There have been many times in my life where I've been stuck in my own thinking, and it is that spiral of thought where you start with one thought, and then like you absolutely end up someplace totally unrelated, and you wonder how you've gotten there. It's like when you get in the car from work and you start driving home, something that you've done hundreds, if not thousands of times, depending on how long you've worked at that particular place. And your body kind of goes on autopilot, right? You get in the car and you just go. And if you've ever driven home and you're, you pull into the driveway and you're like, how did I get here? It's like your mind kind of shut off and the car just went where it was supposed to go. And a lot of those times, our minds aren't shutting off. They're spinning, they're ruminating, they're worrying, and we are very distracted. Thinking is a big part of our suffering. And I know that that may sound really strange, but it's true. Chances are before you had a thought, you felt good. Our thoughts create our feelings. I don't know how many times you've probably heard me say that. Our thoughts create our feelings. You don't feel something without having a thought about it. And recently, I've really started diving into the idea of, is it the thought that creates the feeling? Or is it the thinking behind the thought that creates the feeling? And I know that that may seem super meta to you, but stick with me here for a second because when I first started exploring this and learning this, I'm going to tell you right now, it opened up so much for me. If you have ever wanted to meditate, you've ever wanted to quiet your mind, your brain is just spinning in six different ways, and at times you don't know which way is up, it can be exhausting. It is so overwhelming. I know I've spent a lot of time in that place myself. And I've tried meditating. I say try because I haven't really stuck to it as long as I would have liked. I'll tell you I get benefits from it. But those benefits take a while because usually there's a lot of frustration initially, because I can't quiet my mind. I have a very difficult time of just allowing a thought to enter my mind and leave in the traditional sense of which meditation has tried to teach me how to do that. And I know a lot of folks are like, well, how do I meditate? What's the right way to meditate? What's the wrong way to meditate? And there's really no right or wrong way. It's just something that, you know, you just kind of sit and be and you try to clear your mind. And I've done that many, many of different times in my life. But once I started exploring and understanding the difference between a thought And thinking, it really helped me quiet my mind. So that's what I want to devote this podcast episode to, the difference between thoughts 
and thinking. And stick with me. I'm going to make it pretty easy for you. Because it was made pretty easy for me in a book that I recently read, and I would highly recommend to you, if you've liked this podcast, you're going to notice a lot of the same concepts and a lot of the same belief systems are wrapped up in this book. And it's probably why I really gravitated towards it. Super easy read. I bought it on Audible and I bought the book, which is something that I don't do very often. But as I was listening to this book on Audible, there were so many nuggets that I wanted to go back and I wanted to highlight and dive into deeper. So I bought the book. And um, I want to share it with you today. Because recently over the last few weeks, few months, whatever it may have been, I have really used the differentiation between thought and thinking to quiet my mind. And it has brought me such peace in some very difficult times. So I hope to bring that same peace to you today. So the book, the book that I'm talking about and I'm focusing on in this episode is called Don't Believe Everything You Think. Why Your Thinking is the Beginning and End of Suffering by Joseph Wynn. The back panel of the book, which I always read before purchasing anything, says in this book you'll discover the root cause of all psychological and emotional suffering and how to end it, how to become unaffected by negative thoughts and feelings, as well as how to develop the superpower of being okay with not knowing and uncertainty. I'm not going to say I got all of that out of this book, but what I will say is that it shifted my perspective and it gave me an additional tool that has been really valuable. And like I said, well, that I want to share with you here today. So I'm going to read you uh, a couple of excerpts from this book because I think it does a really good job of putting things into perspective. I think Joseph Wynn does a really great job of that. So you've heard me talk about you know, you have circumstances of life and the circumstances of life are just the facts of life. They're neither good nor bad. They just are. So these would be the things that happen. Like we can prove that something has happened. The facts, a diagnosis is a fact. What people say is a fact, not the meaning behind what they say, but the actual words that they use is a fact. Um, Actions that other people take that we can write down that other that everybody else would agree is what happened. Those are the facts. Those are the circumstances of life. And those are usually outside of your control. It's your thought about that circumstance that creates your experience. And that thought is what creates your feelings, right? So you have circumstances, which are neutral. You have a thought about the circumstance, which is just simply a sentence in your brain. That's all a thought is. And that thought creates a feeling for you. And a feeling is a vibration in your body. So often we're trying to either chase a feeling that we want or avoid a feeling we don't want. I mean, go out on the street right now and ask people, what do you want in life? And nine times out of 10, they're going to say, I just want to be happy. Ask a parent, you know, what do you want for your child? I just want them to be happy. You're chasing that feeling of happiness. But so often we go to such great lengths to avoid uh, an uncomfortable emotion like embarrassed or frustrated or angry or sad. We try to run away or avoid those emotions. And we think that it's the circumstances of life that create that emotion, right? Work. Work is a circumstance. It is a fact. I can prove where you work. It's neutral. Your job is not good nor bad. It just is. 
It's your thought about work that makes it good or bad. And that thought that you have is what is going to create your feelings about work. All right. This is all part of one of the concepts that that I teach my clients and it's called the model. And we dive deep into it when you are one of my clients. But I just kind of want to share like what I would call the top part, the beginning part of the model with you. And, and you've probably heard some aspects of it in previous podcasts. But in this book that uh, Joseph Wynn wrote, Don't Believe Everything That You Think, he, he has the same approach. And so I want to read you a bit of it. In his book, he says, quote, Our feelings do not come from external events, but from our own thinking about the events. Therefore, we can only ever feel what we're thinking. Let's hypothetically say you really hate your job, and it causes you enormous amounts of stress, anxiety, and frustration. It pains you to even set foot in the building where you work, and just thinking about your job makes you furious. When you're thinking about your job, you're just sitting there on the sofa with your family, watching TV together, but you are fuming at the thought of your job. Everyone else, though, is having a good time, except you. In this moment, everyone else in your family is having a different experience of life than you, even though the same event is happening. Just the thought of work created a whole different perception of reality, even though you're not physically at work. If it were true that external events cause us to feel the way that we feel inside, then you should be happy inside in that living room, watching a funny TV show with your family every single time you do this activity, but that's not the case. Now, you may be saying that you're only feeling this way because of an external event, right? Your job. It is causing you to feel stressed and anxious. To that, I'll ask the question, is it absolutely true that every single person feels the exact same way about the job they're working in? Two different people can be doing the exact same job, but will have completely different experiences of that job. It can be the most amazing experience and a dream job for one person, but for another person, it's their worst nightmare and a living hell. The only difference between one person and the other is how they think about their job, which determines how they ultimately feel about it. And I agree with Joseph Wynn there. I mean, everything that I just laid out for you, right? The circumstance, he's calling that the event. The event doesn't make you feel a certain way. It's your thought or your thinking about the event that makes you feel a certain way. And you've probably experienced this too, if you've ever been in a meeting. I mean, my goodness, how many meetings have you been in at work? And your coworkers may have loved the meeting and gotten so much out of it. And you're going like, wait, that was a colossal waste of time. Same thing goes with movies. You've heard me talk about this before. Two people are sitting there watching the same exact movie, the same exact actors and actresses on the screen, the same words are piping into their ears. One person thinks it's a good movie and one person thinks it's a horrible movie. Why? Because they have different thoughts about it. They were sitting there experiencing the same event, the same circumstance, but they had different thoughts about it, which created different feelings about it. This is where... I started to dive into Joseph's book a little bit more because in chapter four, he really starts to lay out his perspective surrounding the differences between thoughts and thinking. And there is a difference. And I'll be honest, 
I never really considered the difference, but it's huge. So in chapter four, Joseph Wynn writes, thoughts are the energetic mental raw materials from which we use to create everything in the world. We can't experience anything without thought. It's important to know that thoughts are nouns and are not something that we do, but something that we have. A thought takes no effort or force on our end, and it is something that just happens. We also cannot control what thoughts pop into our minds. The source of thoughts comes from something that is beyond our minds, the universe, if you will. Thinking, on the other hand, is the act of thinking about our thoughts. Now, this takes a significant amount of energy, effort, and willpower, which is a finite resource. Thinking is actively engaging with the thoughts in your mind. You don't have to engage with each thought in your mind, but when you do, that is thinking. And thinking is the root cause of all psychological suffering. Hmm. All right. I'll bite. Root cause of all psychological suffering. That's a pretty bold statement, right? But if you really start to consider what he is suggesting there, I think you might find a lot of truth. If you have a thought that pops into your mind, right? As he laid out here, let me see, let me go back to the page here. The energetic mental raw materials from which we use to create everything in the world. We also cannot control what thoughts pop into our mind. Okay. So we've all experienced this. You look at your watch, your kids five, 10 minutes late, either coming home off the bus or maybe coming home late from soccer practice or your husband is 10 minutes late from when he t typically would be home after work and you look at your watch and you're like, your, your brain offers you a thought. And a lot of times it's a scary damn thought that your brain offers you. Did the kid get kidnapped off the bus on the way home? Oh, you've thought it. You've thought it. They got off the bus and you're like, wait, what just happened here? Or if your son or daughter is 10 minutes late coming home and they're driving, do they get into a car crash? Your husband's 10 minutes late coming home from work and nobody is called to tell you. You start worrying what happened. Your brain has a thought. Now that thought isn't going to hurt unless you start thinking about it. So the thought, was there a car crash? If you're like, okay, this is what I've now grown to do. Just stop. Just stop. And I'll, I'll actually picture a big old stop sign in my head. Like I'll close my eyes, like just stop, just stop, just stop, just stop. Thinking about the thought is optional. Thoughts will pop up into your brain and you have no control over that. But chasing the thought, that's totally optional. And when we chase the thought, that's when we begin to think, well, what about this? And what about that? And, and this didn't happen and that didn't happen. And we begin to worry. And worrying serves no purpose. You've heard me say that, right? Worrying serves absolutely no purpose. You think worrying is going to prevent something? It doesn't prevent something that was never going to happen in the first place. Because eventually your kid walks in the door from the bus or pulls into the driveway home from soccer practice, or your husband is in the garage in no time and was just like, hey, sorry, ran into traffic. The bus got into traffic. Your son or daughter got into traffic. Your husband got into a traffic. 
all totally typical. But your brain went to the worst case scenario. You don't have to chase the worst case scenario. That thought pops into your brain. You don't have to chase it. That's kind of like meditation. If you've ever had somebody try to explain meditation to you or you watched a YouTube video or listened to some sort of master class on it, one of the popular ways that they will describe it is like you're sitting there and a thought will be like a car that's just driving past and just there's the thought, let it drive past and don't chase the car. Don't be like running after the car and like, hey, what's going on in there? No, just let the car go. And then there's going to be another car that kind of drives by, let that car go, and so on and so forth. It's the same thing with the thoughts. The thoughts are going to pop up into your brain, and you're going to have some pretty crappy thoughts. I know I do. I have some pretty crappy thoughts that pop up into my brain. And I've now been able to recognize I don't have to chase them. And then being there isn't a problem. It only becomes a problem if I chase them. The thought isn't the problem. It's thinking about the thought that creates the problem. And when I stop thinking about the thought, I just let it be there and just kind of drive on by without chasing it. I don't have that negative experience about the thought. I just let it go. I literally let it go. I don't chase it. I don't think about it. And I hope this isn't super abstract. I just kind of wanted to riff on this with you today because it has been such a valuable new tool that I'm playing with. And I've shared with a few of my clients and I'm, I'm curious to see what their experience has been with it because it's true. Thoughts are not inherently bad. Again, they're just that like energetic raw material, just a simple sentence in your brain. But the moment you think about the thought is when you begin to get on that emotional roller coaster. And when you think about the thought, then there's a lot of judgment that can come up. There's a lot of criticism that can, can come up. And then there's all sorts of like internal emotional turmoil that you can experience. If you've been experiencing a lot of negative emotions, then you're thinking too much. If this is resonating with you, if this is something that like sounds like it can help you. Just that awareness of the difference between a thought and thinking. A thought is a noun. Thinking is an action. It's a verb. It's something you do. So the, the noun, the thought, just happens. You can't control it. But the thinking is something you can control. You don't have to chase the thought, so to speak. So when you practice this, you will, you will kind of go back and forth between like thinking and not thinking and thinking and not thinking. And that's, that's totally normal. There's really no way to remain like a non thinking state every single moment of every single day. And you probably wouldn't want that anyway. But it's just good to know that when those negative emotions start to show up, chances are, it's likely due to the thinking that you're doing. And then you can picture that stop sign in your brain and then just allow yourself to let go of the thought and not chase it and not think about it. You know, it, it's, it's kind of weird. As I've become more aware of my thinking and realize it's optional, like I don't have to 
chase a thought by thinking. I can just let the thought be there and let it go. I've actually found a lot more peace. I have found, I felt more grounded, more centered. And that sounds great, right? That sounds like this is what we're all looking for. But it's actually a bit uncomfortable. And here's why. I know, super weird, right? It's a bit uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar. When the worries start to dissipate and there's more peace, it's like, wait, what's wrong? This isn't normal. It's like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, like in anticipation of what I should be experiencing, which is typically, you know, stress and anxiety and frustration. And what I realized is, you know, when, <laughs> when, when I, I, I started to think again, I started to think that something was wrong because I was feeling, you know, too centered and grounded and at peace. Again, thinking, thinking is creating the suffering. My mind thinking again. And it's trying to tell me that something is wrong and nothing's wrong. So that's why I say your brain is going to waver between thoughts and thinking and non-thinking and thinking or whatever it is that you want to call it. There's these like old patterns that we're familiar with, like the psychological suffering. And once I realized that like, I don't have to chase that thought, I can let it go. And then it gives me peace. It's pretty powerful. You know, when, when I fall back into thinking, it's okay. It's okay. I'm human. This is something new that I'm trying. I don't have to beat myself up about it. I don't have to feel guilty about it. I don't have to punish myself about it. Because guess what? That's a bunch of thinking, right? That's perpetuating all of that. It's human to think. But when I catch myself and I see what suffering it's creating for me, that's really all I need in order to stop and get back to that sense of peace and grounding and happiness. So thoughts versus thinking and the book, Don't Believe Everything You Think by Joseph Wynn kind of opened my eyes to this. My goal for the podcast today was to hopefully open up yours to it. Listen, if you try this and you like it or you don't like it, like I'm looking for feedback. What were your takeaways from it? What were the struggles? What were the victories? What what do you think about it? Yeah, I know. I'm just asking you to think there, but hit me up. Email me. Drop me a DM on Instagram, message on Facebook, whatever it is. I'd love to know what your experience and thoughts are about this because it's been really powerful for me and hopefully it's giving you a little bit of a shift in perspective and you know, wiggling loose some areas of your life that you may be stuck because we get, tend to get stuck in our own minds. And if we can start wiggling that loose, man, it's a whole new world then for you out there. All right, my friends, that's what I have for you this week. I'll see you next. Listen, if you're still feeling a little stuck and need a little help right now, wiggling loose, I got you. I put together a guide, a free guide to help you feel better right now. These are simple strategies that you can start today to feel better faster. Just go to fourwaystofeelbetter.com. That's the number four, 
waystofeelbetter.com. I tell you, these are going to help you slow down, take a breath, gain some perspective and control of what's happening in your life right now. And it's free because we could all use a little help and I'm here to help. Grab it by going to fourwaystofeelbetter.com. Again, that's the number fourwaystofeelbetter.com. And start wiggling loose.